Welcome to an inspirational message by Pastor Harold Weiss, Senior Pastor at Little Falls Christian Center. Let the word of the Lord go forth in full power today. For it is your appointment. It is your feast. We celebrate Jesus. Jesus Christ is Lord. And Lord, today we decree, yes, declare, let the trumpet forever sound that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the Almighty Father. And we bless you and we honor you and we worship you. And indeed, we shall be joyful and we are glad because you have saved us and delivered us from the powers of darkness and brought us into the kingdom that we can reign in this life through Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Give God a praise offering today. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was amazed at the amount of people in the first service. And there's again a huge crowd here in the second service. Now, I am going to talk to you about um, a few things that I think are important for us today to understand. You'll see behind me is a picture and uh, it should be on the sideboards as well, or these huge boards, you'll see that there's a picture. I have it in the, in the focus now. This is a painting of Rembrandt van Rijn. I personally think he's my favorite artist. I've seen his artwork when we were in St. Petersburg in Russia, and uh, then again as we went south to Moscow, and from there we also saw uh, Italy, and in Italy I again saw him, Rembrandt van Rijn, Michelangelo, Raphael, Leonardo da Vinci, all of these men that were so very profound. I found uh, the one that brought me to a standstill was actually Rembrandt van Rijn. And uh, one of the beauties of the thing is that uh, he always, this artist was extraordinary. If you stand in front of these pictures, whereas you have the Michelangelo and all of those, and uh, uh, Leonardo da Vinci, and, and uh, you, know, you can mention any one of those artists. If you stand in front of his artwork, it's like it captures you with the way that he used the colors. And then always within the picture, he hides someone, a face, somewhere here in this picture. There is a hidden face. Now this morning, Maud was looking and she found it. And tonight I'll show you where that face is. And it's just extraordinary how he would, I had Professor David Block come to me and uh, spend some time with me some a way ago, a while ago. And uh, he brought a whole book of Rembrandt's paintings. This one here, if you bought the original, cost you about 75 million plus dollars. Dollars. This painting. Any of these originals, that's what it would cost. And uh, you look here, there's a secret person here. And uh, you have to find that person tonight. I'll do that. And also tonight will be the triumphant feast. Because we we've got every reason in the world to be triumphant in Christ. We don't have to be caught up in the storms of life. Which brings me, behind me of course, the storm of the Jesus and disciples on the boat here to the right hand side by the chair that I sit on here, you have uh, the Christ there with the disciples. And Rembrandt must have been a believer to spend so much time to do that magnificent, you need to see his paintings and how he hides people. He's got a technique of doing so. That's just absolutely amazing. So, being said, I want to say to you that storms come 
But no storm, no storm, not even the flood of Noah lasts forever. They come and they go. They have a season, they arrive, and it's bad, and then it goes over. And then there's the beauty, particularly here in Africa, where you walk out in that last period in which there's still maybe a fine drizzle, and you look up at the sky, there's a most brilliant, sometimes where I live, there's a double rainbow. I see a double rainbow. And uh, you look at the magnificence of that, taken many pictures of that through the years, and uh, as the rain moves over from where the prevailing wind comes, goes to the one side, always to the same side, and I just have to get the sun behind me, and I've got myself a nice rainbow, and the reflection thereof in the clouds, and it's double. It really is something to see. It's spectacular and very colorful. And uh, so this man was a magnificent in telling you about a storm. These disciples, you could see the, the, the boisterous wind and seas around them of the Sea of Galilee in the time of Jesus. He says, let's go to the other side. Now, storms come in our lives, but storms are not to endure. None of us, not me, nor you, nor any of us have escaped going through a storm. We all go through storms. It's how we behave ourselves in the midst of the storm that counts a lot and tells people exactly what kind of fabric we are actually spiritually. Like we would say in the Afrikaans language, the unbors, the rugrat. And if you stand strong in the midst of the storm, we got some music for you tonight that I said to Mali, prepare and get that because it has like this one, Lord, I believe that we've just had here. It's just like, you call them high impact. They evoke the presence of God. They are heavyweight in terms of value, in terms of what they can do to convert the natural realm to the supernatural realm where God, the Holy Spirit, can visit with God's people. So I, I kept the best for tonight in terms of the music that I wanted them to prepare for me to create and bring in the presence of God. There's nothing, will never be anything like what we call the corporate anointing. You step into that, you feel that presence of God that is coming down through that music. It's like it, it happens to you, feel, literally feel it. Here is the presence of God right now. You can't get that when you sit at home. You can't get that over the distance. But when you come into the house of the Lord, and you have the right kind of music, which I told Molly a, a week ago already. Get this ready for me and whatever I've said to her, get it ready for tonight. Then that brings the presence of God down. When the presence of God affects you, He affects you in such a way that when you feel here's the presence of God, your body is healed. Here's the presence of God. Your mind is cleared. Here's the presence of God. Now the situation doesn't look that bad anymore. Here's the presence of God all things will work together for me for good. I must just have the spirit of faith. I must be in faith towards God. I must know. I'm a believer. And to believe is a verb. It's a life. I'm a believer for all my life. And so are you. Can you say amen? Give the Lord a praise offering everybody right now. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now, I remember in April, there was this whole thing that was happening in KwaZulu-Natal. And, uh, you know, that storm that struck them down there was devastating in the city of Durban, down there by the coastline. And uh, when this happened, I phoned my friend, Pastor Clive Gopal. I said, Clive, what's going on there? He said, Pastor, you don't know. He says, you don't know how this thing is. He says, this is beyond my ability. I can't help. It's too overwhelming what has happened here in Natal. 
Well, we went there again after the storm, but then by then they cleared the road from the airport and it looked normal, but you could see they were working on parts of the tail. But to recover from that storm, the storm does damage. To recover, there's pipes, water pipes, there's electrical uh, 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 wires, conduits running through, and uh, all kinds of basic facilities, even when it comes to uh, municipal services, everything is disrupted. He said to me, Pastor Harold, this is beyond me. I am not able to do anything about it. The poor are just more poor. The, the poorest of the poor are suffering more. And, and, and now there's not even water for some to, 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 to wear, uh, to drink. There's not water. There's not, there's, some of them had to escape by their lives and they haven't even got clothes with them. They've got nothing. They've just got whatever they, they exist in that moment in form or shape, whatever they got on them, they've got on them. That's it. And, and he said, and, and I don't know, this could take us, he said, by, by my scale, take us months to restore the water flow, the everything else. And then came all the disruptions of the electricity on top of that in that time where all this, this was down. And I said immediately, because immediately the first thing that comes to my mind is people are important to God. How many of you know you are important to God? Of course, you are very important to God. And for me to stand here and take the responsibility as what we call it, lead pastor. In America, they talk about the lead pastors. I agree with that instead of a senior pastor because there could be many pastors that are already senior. But lead pastors is what I, I've got to look at the people. I've got to pray for the people every day of my life. I've got to pray for you that it be well with your souls. Can you say amen? And all the time, standing in the gap, it's there. It's like that. You bear this that the Lord has put on your heart. And you think of the people going through storms. This year, we've come through the COVID storm is another storm. Amen? We come through many storms. And none escaped all of the implications of that. People have to make do with what they've got. I said to Pastor Clive, well, I'm going to look at... at uh, and if we could do so, but I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you by faith, we as Little Falls Christian Center, we're sowing half a million down to it, and we did. And he says, that's great. That is most amazing. You are the first person to respond. I said, yes, we are, because we see the people, and the people are valuable to God. Now that's a storm, but let's help. He says, even that's not quite enough. He says, the nation is now behind this thing. It has to come from the government. They've got to do something about this. And uh, they immediately, because of that, started the project, started feeding the poor, carrying water. People didn't even have water, bottles of water, thousands of bottles of water. They started providing left, right, and center, got teams of ministers and ministries grouping up, and they got the thing rolling right across KwaZulu-Natal where those storms were hitting. Now, even now, he was telling me the last time, he says, the, the breakdown with water supplies, the pipes are rusted, and now this has, has just altogether disrupted everything, and they just, they experience it all of the time. Well, I need not tell you about the power failures that we've got in this country, and the so-called blackouts. Are you listening to me? Now, let me tell you something. In the kingdom of God, there's no such thing as a blackout. There's no such thing as darkness that can overtake you. And the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness could not comprehend it. In other words, take hold or stop it. God is light. And in Him, there is no shadow at all. He is the light of life. There's no shifting shadows about God. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is Lord. He is Lord over the storms of life. The thing is, when a storm hits you in your life, 
you have a way of, a mode of conduct. We have the kingdom of God, order of thought, order of value system, and order of priority in place in your life. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things shall be added to you, Matthew uh, 6, verse 33. And all of these things shall be added unto you, but seek first the kingdom of God. And so if I go into a storm with God, I fear no darkness. Though I go in the valley of the shadow of death, there shall be no evil that befall me. No plague shall come near my dwelling. I am with God, and who can be against us if we are believers we overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony can you shout and say hallelujah hallelujah so at the end of the day I remember way back it was it was in the month of August it was from 23 of August up to 30th of August but just prior to that I was in the Mississippi area, and a friend of mine, which we met in the, in, the, in the Far East ministry convention that was taking place, and I met a man called Dennis Watson. He was a friend of mine, and he just, he, he just grouped with us. He stayed with us. And Dennis just like he polarized towards us, and he stayed with us all the time. So he said, would you come to uh, uh, the United States? When you do that, uh, then, then please come and preach at our church. So I went there. But um, arriving there in New Orleans, they don't say New Orleans. I asked them, what's going on with you? You should say New Orleans, but you say New Orleans. All right, so New Orleans. So I went down there and I preached for them. But before I did the sermon, uh, you know, Dennis Watson said to me, uh, let's take you on the Mississippi tonight. And so we went on the Mississippi boat. Now, you know those things, you only hear them, uh, hear about them. You see them sometimes in of the old, old movies, like those Mississippi boats with the big fans rolling in the back. And they pushed the, the boat forward by those fans. And there we had a band. And they were singing, oh, when the saints go marching home, I want to be in that number. How many of you want to be in that number when Jesus comes? Let me see your hands right now. Give the Lord another praise offering for that. Amen. And you know, we're floating down the Mississippi, down towards the mouth of Mississippi. Oh, yes. And then I remember how we turned around and uh, as the sun was setting, what a view that time of night to be in the middle of the Mississippi. It's a huge river. And uh, we're going up and I noticed, and Mort said, you know what? In America, they've got what they call levees. This, if you know, I speak in Afrikaans, like we say a vol, a grud vol. It's like a duct, it's like a dike actually is the word, a dike, a levee, a, a wall that they built between the river and the city of New Orleans. And there uh, we were looking and Maud says, hey, if you get a big storm here and, and it hits you and it breaks those walls, then the whole city, it's under the level of the Mississippi. And as we were traveling, so you look down, there's the homes and we're up here. It's on sea level, but they pushed the sea back there, obviously, evidently, and they cut the waters off. And uh, Mort says, you know, if you have those things break, you got yourself problems. On the month of August then, uh, the weather was like this here in South Africa, same kind of weather. Uh, there I noticed, because I scan international news to find out from a prophetic perspective what is going on with the planet, and what is going on with, with Jerusalem, 
always the thermometer. Like that's, you watch Jerusalem and you see what happens to the rest of the world. So I'm scanning there, spend 10 minutes or whatever. Normally it doesn't take me long. News, I've got two African, yeah, South African apps quickly give me the news. I cannot watch the news nonstop because that stuff is so negative. No, it doesn't matter which style television station, here or overseas. It's that negative. You look at it long enough, you're depressed for the rest of the day. But Jesus, Jesus is Lord. We believe the good news. Whose report will you believe? Whose report will you believe? Today, if I ask you, who do you actually believe? Who do you have faith in that can take you through the storm and get you out of the storm and guide your life and always be there with you right in the middle of that boat, in the middle of the storm and take you to your destination? Whose report will you believe? We will believe the report of the Lord. Amen. That's right. Give Him a praise of you. Amen. We believe the report of the Lord. So the storm struck. On the 29th of August, of the year 2005, that thing came in. And I was quite frantic because you look at these things, I look at the meteorology, I look at the weather maps and things and the, and, and, and the computer models that run at that and then I can come to some kind of conclusion what's gonna be where and when. And I phoned Dennis and said, Dennis, what are you doing there? He says, I'm busy shipping and getting my people out of New Orleans. I said, Dennis, you need to get out of that place. That thing is powerful, a tropical hurricane. Hurricane Katrina. And uh, here in the south, we talk about cyclones, tropical cyclones. In the far east, like in Japan, they talk about a typhoon. There they talk about a hurricane. But it's like the size of the entire South Africa, bigger than the size of the state of Texas in the United States in the heartland to the south. So I said, Dennis, get out of there. He says, I can't. He's the captain of the ship, and I, I, I agree with that. He, he just, he says, I can't vacate. I've got to stand here and see. He says, my family, I don't even know where they are. He says, I don't know. They just dispersed. Everybody's gone. They left their homes, everything behind just like that and just fled on the highways and out. Eventually I said, Dennis, I'm walking the floor and I'm praying. And I'm praying and I'm saying, dear Lord Jesus, what happened now? We go through the night. The following day, I wake up. Now, the first thing I think is get an update. Look at the satellite images, the radar images. Look at NOAA. That's the American system there. The NOAA system of the radar and the, and the various permutations, the models that run. And look at that. And I see, okay, fine. This is bad. Real bad. So now I'm waiting. I'm walking the floor like I'm walking right now. And I'm praying. And Maud's sitting there. And I'm just walking around praying. And eventually I start working out because there's like, like that would be a U.S. mid U.S., Central U.S., that'd be seven hours time difference between them and us. So I think, I'll wait and I'll count seven hours because they would now be behind because sun comes up here and then there. So seven hours, back, calculate backwards. And so about eight o'clock in the morning, I phone Dennis. Now the cell masts are down. Everything is down. You know, down in Durban, you've got those huge drums that they put the fuel tanks in, like let's say BP or Shell. They got those huge tanks there by the old airport. In New Orleans, in America, you want to see the size of those ones. They are massive. They pump them full of oil or fuel or whatever they put in there. And uh, those things were ripped out of the ground regardless of their weight. I saw that with my eyes. I couldn't believe it. Ripped out of the ground 
and rolled like drums down the road and over the roads and over the homes. I saw a whole, like, I mean, there were many such cases, but just for one, you, you'd see a, a, a street block of, of homes, of properties. They lay a cement foundation and they build wooden houses on top. Americans build with wooden houses. Not always, but most of the time. So I saw the cement slabs and a whole block of homes gone, just gone. I looked at that. Some of those homes were ripped clean out of the concrete, transported by the waters, and placed just like that down on the other side of a river, one of the tributaries into the Mississippi. Then the levees started failing. In the north of New Orleans, there's, the, there's, the, there's a very big lake called Lake Pontchartrain. And then the water started flowing into the city. And then I, I drove down the road into the suburbs of New Orleans. This is now after the storm. And they had special signs on every house. And in, on those signs, they would, they would count how many people are dead in this house that the army would find. And they would, have, they would have a special sign, American military sign, to show how many people dead inside the house. People get up into the roof, into what they call the attics or whatever. They go upstairs, and then they find the snakes take the same route, and the snakes get them up there. They, they died. Many people were dead. And now the city was devastated. The whole system was gone. That water just poured in. Maud was talking about it. It just poured in. That's what you call a storm. Now, bearing that in mind, to say this again, in this period of time that we come through the COVID situation, we are in a situation of another storm called the electricity storm. ESCOM. We have another storm that came in the form of the financial structure of the country, the fiscal situation. There are a lot of people worrying about a lot of things. And I've said to people, one after the other, I said, what you do is keep your eyes on Jesus. Listen to me, listen to me. I said this to my friends. Listen to me when they talk to me. I stop them. Don't talk negative. I don't want to hear anything about a politician. This politician said that, that. I don't want to hear that. We pray for them. We pray for them. That's my job to pray for the politicians. We pray for them and God will take the future of South Africa and guide it to the place where God wants this nation to be. Can you say amen? How many of you say yes to Jesus? And God will take us where we ought to be. None of my business to start criticizing every man and every woman and have something to say. I don't listen to that stuff. In fact, it, it, it just, it just like, it's, it's like, it's just like something that's like, you're quite allergic to that. Point is, I look at this and I say, Lord, I got one thing. But one thing I do, and as I focus on my relationship with you, in this relationship with you, I become more intense than ever before because I know if I go into a storm, I'm going to need you in the storm. You will show up in the storm. You will be there to help. You will be there to guide. You're in control of nature. You're in control. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The cattle on a thousand hills, the nations are but like a speck of dust in His sight. He said, I have created all things, heaven and earth, the earth and all that is within, and they are mine. Yeah. 
So I can go around moaning and complaining. You know it's not nice to be around people that complain all the time. Now don't look at me like you're not guilty, so smile at somebody. Smile at somebody. Can you say amen? Give Jesus a praise offering. In fact, do better than that. Stand up. If you believe Jesus is your Lord, He'll take you. He will take you through the storms of life. He will guide you. He will lead you. He will set you free. He will give you the victory. Jesus is Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Welcome to Little Falls No Compromise Christian Center. Where sin is sin. And the wages of sin is death. And what this word says is what will happen. My Lord does not write a new law every day. He's given us the Word. He's given us the law. He's written it in our hearts. He's given us the Holy Spirit. We walk with God. As you come into a sweet relationship with God, you begin to get the guidance of the Holy Spirit becomes very clear. Very clear. And you find things fall together in place. And people are very scared. they frightened. they scared. But you know what? You know what Jesus, I didn't say this in the first service. Don't tell those people. But you know what? Jesus went along and He said to Peter, Peter, Satan has gone around like a roaring lion and he's eager to devour you, but I have prayed for you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, but I have prayed for you. He ever lives to make intercession for the saints. Let me say that again. He ever eternity lives to make intercession to pray. It's from the Hebrew paga. That means to strike out if the devil should come near you. The word of the Lord says, he gathers the lightning in his hands, the book of Job. He gathers the lightning in his hands and he commands it to strike the mark. They were sitting out there in Egypt. One of the things that struck me about Egypt was that storm that was out there when the hail was falling. And then the Bible says there was lightning and thunder and rain and exceedingly with the hail coming down. It says, and the lightning was exceedingly, never seemed to end. It just went on. Lightning in the sky constantly. You know the fear that is evoked in an Egyptian's heart. When he's got no God, he's got no hope. But you have God and you have hope. You are not aimless. You are not just here. You are, yes, we are having a feast of tabernacles. But what, what does it say to you? They come out of Egypt. They're here now. They can't go back to Egypt but they can go forward. Where they now, they can't stay either because God's going to take them on to the next day. God's going to take you on to the next day. God is in control of your life. You need not fear. As long as you pray, He will give His angels charge over you. They will guide you that you will not step and, 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 and strike with your toe against the stone. The Lord tells you that in Psalm number 91. The Lord is your shepherd. Though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear nothing. For the Lord is with me. The Lord is our shepherd. Shout hallelujah. Now, I must somewhere begin to preach. Somebody says, Pastor, you're supposed to be 75. Now you know. I said, 75? <laughs> 75. 
I said, no, I'm not 75. I'm young in Jesus Christ. Eternity has begun. I got the life of God in me. So have you. Stand up and rejoice in the Lord and give the Lord a praise offering this morning in this place. Come on, shout hallelujah. Praise God in this place. Shout hallelujah. Oh Lord, let the heavens, let the heavens open over your people and bless them. You may take your seats. Yes, and bless them. That means, the word bless to the believer means God giving you an endowment, an empowering, a supernatural ability in truth, literally, so that you can accomplish but anything that comes in your path, that should be problematic. If the Lord is with you, my friend, you won't fail. The devil takes people's attention off. The devil wants you to go the other way. The devil wants people to hate. The devil wants people to be negative. And some people have become so negative, if you take them and you plant them in the ground tomorrow, they stands a lemon tree. Real sour lemon. I think I'm going to stop preaching now. Matthew 14, 27. Let's go there. Don't worry. I'll just keep preaching till tonight. Matthew 14, 27. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Don't be afraid. Matthew 14, 22. Immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side. Made his disciples get in the boat and go the other side while he sent the multitudes away also. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to prayer. How important is the prayer life of the Messiah who ever lives to make intercession to God the Father? How important is our prayer life to make intercession to God the Father? On behalf of our families, on behalf of our marriages, people are going through storms, some going through storms, I tell you, in marriages, with their children, with their family and household, Storms in their finances, storms in their workplace, storms with people that are outright bullies in society, intimidation, fear, and all of that stuff. <laughs> How many people go through all these things? Then there are storms in terms of health that come. The storms are forever there. But Jesus, but Jesus, everybody say, but Jesus. All right. Verse 23, and when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now, evening came and he was alone there. But the boat, the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. In other words, the wind was straight against them. They had no power. They couldn't get away. And now, they're in the stormy sea. Now in the fourth watch of the night, that's the Jewish not the Jewish, the Jewish, the four hour, but the Romans got a three hour cycle of first watch six to nine, second watch nine to 12, third watch 12 to three o'clock in the morning after midnight, and the fourth watch from three to six in the morning. 
So in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them. They'd struggle all night. Sometimes people feel they're never going to get to the end of night. They feel forever that this life here is like darkness around me. Never you fear. When Jesus comes into your life, when Jesus came into your life, I will say unto Lord, unto the Lord, who is mighty. He is the one who is mighty. He gives glory to His saints. He imparts His power to the hearts of mankind that gives them the faith to overcome and the conquering ability. Tonight we'll celebrate a time of the triumphant saints. If Jesus, our Lord and Savior, triumphed over the enemy, how much more do you think it causes us to triumph in Him? And when the disciples saw him, that's the fourth night watch, walking on the sea, they were troubled saying, it's a ghost. And they cried out for fear. To me, that's funny when men do that. Men's not supposed to do that, but they did that. Immediately, Jesus spoke to them saying, be of good cheer. It is I do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, then command me to come to you on the water. And he said, one single word that could carry Peter on that water. Come. You got faith, come. Don't look at the storm, come. And walk on the water with Jesus. There's an old Pentecostal song that says, come and walk on the waters with me. So he said, come. And when Peter had come out of down of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind that was boisterous, in other words, very noisy, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out. He saw the storm. He took his attention off the Lord. And that's exactly where the failure comes in. You sink. And then you just need Jesus again. Lord, help me. And you pray. You pray. Let me tell you something. I watch people. I watch people the way that they speak. For out of the abundance of the mouth, the, the, the heart, the mouth flows forth. As a man thinketh so easy. Well, pastor, things are really going bad with me now. I don't know anymore. I'm just this very innocent person. As one man said to me, he's also gone now to be with the Lord. He was a believer. He used to say, I just hide out so that the devil won't, I won't attract the devil's attention. He died long years ago. But the Bible says, I mean the Bible says, I mean, I mean the Bible says. Therefore, James 4, 7, submit yourselves to God and resist the devil and he will flee from you. Powerful scripture. It's a Greek word there, by the way, it just comes to memory. The Greek context says there, antithestimi or antihistamine, if we have it in, in, in modern language. The antihistamine that knocks off not only hay fever and all that sort of stuff, and the sniffling and the sneezing, the antihistamine is by submitting to God and resisting the devil. And the Bible says, you'll flee, you go, look at that Greek again and see, as in stark terror. When you and I wake up, the devil and his angels should know it's a very bad time of the day. 
He should know this is a bad, bad time to go near Rudolf's house. It's a bad time to go near Jacques' house. Dr. Dennis, it's a bad time to come near your house. The man is up again. What's he going to do? He's going to pray now. He's going to pray. Let's get out of here. He's going to pray. He gathers the lightning in his hand and he commands that the Lord Almighty God to strike the mark. The prophets say, and out of his hand went forth rays of lightning as he sits upon the throne. And he said, Lord, save me, 1431. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got in, when he, yeah, when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. You see, Jesus now, more than ever, we go sailing through stormy weather. All God's people get together, for we need Jesus now more than ever. Give the Lord a praise offering. Amen. I can't sing, so... Little false man knows how to do those things. Right. Well, we might as well start the sermon here with Mark chapter number four. Mark chapter number four. Verse 35, on the same day, Mark 4, 35, on the same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross to the other side. That means you're gonna do some rowing. Now, when they'd left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose. And the waves beat into the boat. And it was already filling. Now we're sinking. Full of trouble, I begin to sink. Filled with Jesus in the boat, you never sink. And Jesus now more than ever... But he was in the stern of the boat asleep on a pillow. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? It's a Greek word there that is Apollo me, which is an amazing word because that amazing word is again used by the Apostle Peter when he describes when the heavens and the earth is struck by the fire of God. Second Peter, uh, I think chapter number three, verse 19, three or four, verse 19, which talks about the heavens and the earth, which are now are reserved for fire in the day of judgment. And then it says, but we can wait according to his promises, new heavens and new earth in which righteousness reigns. But then it says there, and the elements will burn with that fire. It will burn to the level of the elements. Think about that. When things burn to the level of the elements in physics, there is a transformation that takes place. New heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwell. When the fire is on, when God sends the fire, He changes our lives. I say again, when God sends the fire, He changes our lives. And he arose and he rebuked the wind. And he said to the sea, rebuke the wind and spoke to the sea. Rebuke the wind, speak to the sea. 
same authority, same power. Peace, be still. And the wind ceased. There was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be? That even the wind and the sea obey him. Jesus Christ, Lord over the storms of life. You see this, I may have the experience of a storm now, but a storm has got a season and it passes over. At the end of the storm, there's a golden cloud. Do you know that song? Do you know that song? When you walk through a storm, hold your head up high and don't be afraid of the dark. Hmm? Do you know the song? How many of you know the song? Let me see your hands right now. Some of you don't know it. Jesus is Lord of the storms of everything that you can in this nature see and lay your eyes on. There is not a problem that he can't take control of. There's not an issue that the Lord cannot set you free from. There's no barrier. There's no boundary. There's limitless help. If you call upon the name of the Lord, the Lord will help you. How many of you can say amen? How many of you believe this day in Jesus Christ? How many of you, let's stand up and give the Lord a praise offering. How many of you believe, give the Lord a praise offering. If you believe God and you're part of the triumphant saints in the light, come on, shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Bless the Lord. A pastor, we don't clap hands. Oh yes, my Bible says, clap your hands, all you nations. Of what nation are you then? Are you not part of a nation? Are you not, where are you coming from? Which planet do you come? Because the Bible tells me, bless, clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. No, but you know what? You know, I tell you what, I can do a diagnosis here. You have got yourself a bout of spiritual arthritis. You know what it's like? It's like a chicken that's frozen coming out of the fridge. So the legs are like that. Go through life. Man, the day that my feet are loosed, my heart is touched, the fire of God has hit me. I'm going to change. I'm going to praise God. Nobody's going to stop me. I shall be healed by the power of God. Give the Lord a praise offering. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Baruch atah Adonai. Yeshua Adonai. Elrim Tsevachot. Blessed be your holy name, Lord of hosts. Jesus, our Lord and Savior. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be upon you now and forevermore. And the Lord bless you and keep you. Lift up His countenance towards you and give you peace. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Night, Holy, uh, God the Holy Son, God the Holy Spirit, I'm sorry. Father, I pray that you will accompany your people on the roads right now. Bring us back home safely into this place so that when we gather in the house of the Lord, 
we will be the triumphant, not the defeated. We will be up, not down. We will have future, and the past cannot hold us back. Things, balls and chains of the past cannot hold you back. You cannot be kept down if Jesus is with you. Lord, get into the boat of our lives. We welcome you now, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And tonight we celebrate in Jesus' name. All God's people said, Amen. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.